I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This episode of the Out of Spec Podcast was brought to you by Magna. Magna is a leading-edge mobility technology company for automakers, and it supplies automotive systems, assemblies, modules, and components to countless brands you've undoubtedly heard of. GM, Ford, BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, and so many more. Magna has been a key player behind the scenes for decades, including pioneering some of the first reverse cameras before you had even heard of the concept. They now look to the future with fully autonomous driving systems, ADAS, and many electric car components for your EV at home. We'd like to thank our sponsors that make shows like this possible. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I am joined by Mike Breeling and Kyle Connor, and we're going to talk about cars, especially things we've been driving like the F-150 Lightning, finally. Um, it was over a year ago when I went out and saw it like pre-unveiling uh, in uh, Michigan, which of course I couldn't drive it, which was such a bummer. But you got uh, to ride in it. Got to ride in it. It was great. Although I will say, I mean, riding in it was just kind of like another F-150, although Kind of what driving it's like too. Yeah. <laughs> which I think that's the point. They, yes. they did their job right. Jordan, so. you did the job. Why did I even have to go and drive it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Redundant coverage. Uh, anyways, how was driving it? Just normal? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, if you just drive it normally, it's just a silent F-150 with a very competent drivetrain and uh, honestly a more settled down, uh, unladen ride, which means when it's unloaded with no payload or no trailer, so much smoother, so much more buttoned down than the uh, standard combustion F-150, mostly because it's IRS. And so you can let the wheels work in the back. They stay nice on the ground. And Love the truck. I think it's awesome. It's going to power America, no question. They won't ever be able to build enough of them. The price point for the standard one is so freaking great. The problem is they're not building enough standard ones. So like the average one that they're building is going to be like 70 or 80 grand for like the mm -hmm. highest produced one, which is just, you know, a, a whole different ballpark. You can buy two base ones, which I would do. Yeah. One nice one. I was going to say, last time I tried to build one just last week, it said the pro model is not available. You can right. only actually do none of them are. The, well, yeah, I'm sure you can't actually order any. Actually, you're right. right. Yeah, the, the orders are booked. So, so I mean, it's just it's awesome, and uh, you know, uh, so many messages about should I get a Rivian or a Hummer EV, and I'll have a video out on this uh, or an F-150 Lightning, and the answer is they all do something different. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because yeah. the. The pricing of the F-150 is actually now you can even get it a little bit cheaper than a Rivian since their price raises um, I mean, for, the, well, for before, an XLT at least. For, yeah, for like a mid-spec large battery F-150, similar pricing to Rivian, probably a bit cheaper. And uh, But Ford's going to be out of tax credit soon. There's going to be a yep. long ordering list. I think what's going to happen is a Mach-E situation. I think these will be available at deal on dealer lots. I don't think you need a reservation to get one. 
I think you'll be able to find them in inventory, either from canceled orders or trucks that they're just shipping out. And, you know, you may have to pay over sticker for them at some dealers or some dealers might just sell them at sticker. You never know. But um, I think you'll be able to get them. So you have to drive the pro too, right? Like you drove. I drove every configuration. Great. So all all they put me in was the high, high-end ones. And that was actually the one that I didn't drive, but I did sit in it. But it drove the same as the loaded Lariat. That I yeah. Was so the Pro is solid. For they all what. feel the same, really. I mean, the minor nitpicking that no one's ever going to notice driving a truck. <laughs> but, like, you know, I certainly the bigger battery rides actually a little bit nicer than the smaller battery. Smaller battery feels a tiny bit lighter. They both – they all make the same crazy power – um, 775 pound feet of torque in either configuration, bit difference in horsepower, but you really don't feel it jumping out of one and into the other. And, um, I think the charging curve is fixed from Maki. No big peak. It's not like it's an amazing charging curve. It's just like now it's not a reason not to buy one. Um, but it's not a reason to buy it, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's acceptable, but still in today's age, like it should be better in my opinion. Uh, it does 150 kilowatts till about, 50 60 70 percent and then it sits at 120 and then at 80 percent it drops to 60 uh delivered to the truck which isn't amazing um that 80 percent drop still very annoying but overall like you just can't nitpick it for the price for the styling it looks like a normal f-150 drives great just so into it i was thrilled to be able to drive it so lucky to be among the first to drive it and um, our videos have done pretty well on it, too. I'm excited other people are interested in them. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. And, I mean, Ford kind of did it just a different approach than everyone else. Instead of doing some crazy new EV, it was just, you know, we electrified the F-150. It's already the best-selling vehicle, like, in the world. So why <laughs> don't fix it if it ain't Well, broke. in America, I don't know about the world, but, yeah. <laughs> best-selling best truck in the world, best-selling vehicle in America. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, did you do any off-roading or towing? No towing. They had little towing demos set up, but like, what am I going to learn from that? It can tow. Uh, so <laughs> we'll do all. Wow. The, yeah, yeah. We, we'll do all the tests when we get it back here. Um, yeah. yeah, did did some like soft roading, but it's not meant for off roading. It's yeah. like, even combustion F one hundred and fifty kind of. You never see them on trails. They're not meant for trails. Uh, it's meant to get you to like the That's job true. site on a dirt road. It has no ground clearance, no breakover. It's just not built for that kind of stuff. Can it do it? Can you load it up, get a wheel in the air? Sure, just like you could with anything. Um, but it's not like – I think it, it has just about the same ground clearance as the Rivian in low. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The guy, when I was riding in it off-road, we did a trail that it wasn't the best for because of the lack of breakover angle, and he's – he used that as a feature. He's like, well, if you get the off-road package, it gets like the full metal underbody. So he just like did this thing and the truck just landed on it and we just glided across the surface and then the back wheels picked up. I was like, well, that's one way to work through a lack of break over. You <laughs> say, this is a feature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Thrilled with the F-150 Lightning. I mean, we all my, I have, we've, I made four videos with it. Three are live at the time of this recording. I have one more. It's really stupid. Just me driving around this little rally course. And uh, it's not even meant for that. I just loved it. I would love to get a base one just to have as a work truck to use around. Um, you know, if, for me, I, I really like it because you can get the full $7,500 tax credit if you get it soon. And if you can get a base one at sticker, it's like 32 grand. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's incredible value pickup truck with a hundred kilowatt. It's okay. 32 grand for a hundred kilowatt hour battery pack, two motors, brakes, suspension. Amazing. And then they also put a pickup truck on top of it. Like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, an all wheel drive, you could not buy an ice equivalent four wheel drive or all wheel drive pickup truck full size for the money. No, it's insane. And it's like the best value ever best value vehicle on the market regardless of electric the problem is you won't be able to get them uh, but fleets yeah. are going to be thrilled because there's sounds like they're making plenty of them for fleets i heard one in five are going to be a base model cool that's pretty awesome yeah so i'm i am just so thrilled so pleased i love everything about it love what ford's doing they're all in going hard they got the right messaging definitely the right team And if you're interested in how it drives, you know, I got all the nerdy videos up, so we don't need to spend too much time on the podcast. Also spoke about on the Inside EVs podcast for a little while. But um, 
yeah, want to talk about a lot of the other stuff we've been driving recently, a ton of stuff, ton of yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, what have you been driving, Mike? You, didn't, you made a video since our last recording with your Mini. Yeah, well, I talked about that last time, actually. Oh, was on. sorry. <laughs> briefly. No, <yeah>. <laughs> we, briefly, but... <laughs> but I've been, I mean, the Mini I've been driving basically just back and forth to work um, and a little bit more of the Range Rover, actually. You know, the weather's a little nicer. Our uh, diesel Range Rover, which Kyle actually was able to drive uh, pretty recently, last week. Yeah, and it might presence? have uh, it might have caused him to go make an impulse buy of something. I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah. Am I in the presence of Range Rover owners here? <laughs> uh, yes, that's why we're so proper. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike. So so uh, yeah, let's talk Range Rovers before we get into some electric car stuff because I definitely want to talk yeah. about Plaid with a round steering wheel and our new e-tron and some other things. Um, I was just down in North Carolina because we had purchased an e-tron and I'll talk about that here in a second and went over to visit you and Ben. And it was great to see you guys after so many years of not seeing a you. A couple years. You, yeah. You won't come out and visit us for some reason. And <laughs> don't look at me. Yeah. Well, I can go wherever. Well then come on out, leave Ben, just come on. <laughs> well, I'm going to Connecticut this week. So oh, I, that's I'll helpful. do it next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were just in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, went out for a drive after shredding Ben's Tycon around the track all day. Went out for a drive in your uh, two-door diesel manual Range Rover Classic. And yep. it felt so mint. So <laughs> mint. Uh, that engine, everyone hated. I loved it. I thought that is a great powertrain. <laughs> oh, so it's slow, slow but it's... It's uh, it's just, I like the way it sounds. It sounds so like industrial. It's yes, just it's like so a cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone knows when that car started outside of the apartment. They all it know when it's idling. Incredible, and it's just in great condition, and you know it's all good. And um, yeah, fell in love with it. And ever since then, like that night, I'm like watching videos on old Range Rovers and looking at Craigslist and looking at, Oh yeah. You know. And let's be honest. We've all done that before either of us, before Ben and I owned the Range Rover, like we would go down these rabbit holes of looking at classic Range Rovers, looking to see what's for sale out there. Yep. Never jumped on it until you no, know, one of my colleagues currently uh, was selling his. So that's the only reason why we have one. Uh, had we not, we probably would have wound up with a four door. <laughs> to be honest right and um so yeah going down the rabbit hole and then you know i was like okay it's time like youtube's been doing pretty well i'm gonna buy a car that's not for the channels because no one cares about range rover classics except for us <laughs> and i'm gonna buy a car for me which i haven't done in forever i've always bought a car that performs well on youtube has some purpose has some roi something like that and, and those cars are still coming and that's fine. But this is like a very personal decision because no, none of our audience cares about this. And I'm sorry I'm even talking about it on our podcast, but I don't know anywhere else to share it. And um, was like, found this really nice long wheelbase that was in Connecticut, but it looked like it needed some work, a little bit of rust and literally loaded up Facebook for the first time in forever. And the first post was a one minute ago Someone just posted for sale a Range Rover Classic that looked mint, 100-plus photos. So you know, like, super meticulous, uh, all of the details. And then it was like, I looked at the group name, and it's like Colorado Land Rover Range Rover Enthusiasts. And I'm like, I didn't even know I was a part of this group. <laughs> <laughs> you like, joined automatically. And I'm like, okay, well, there it is. It's the right price. And I was just like, We'll, we're on our way. And so that's how it happened. It all happened it's yesterday. It's probably good you did. Yeah. To be and, honest. And I'm he, sure he would have sold it to someone Well, I else noticed on the way there, he raised the asking price five more thousand dollars. I'm like, here we go. We're screwed. But we just got to get <laughs> yeah. there. Got to go find Hugh. Hugh, we're on the way. And he's so cool. He's this British dude. And he wants an RS6 Avant. And he has this beautiful house in the mountains. And the Range Rover was just to get him to the post office and back. Because that's what you do if wow. you're a British person. And... <laughs> The most unreliable car to drive. We, into the post we show up there. He has these beautiful, great Pyrenees dogs. I'll find, I'll show you a picture of them. Uh, absolutely beautiful animals sitting next to the rainbow. Oh my gosh! That ben cabin, would be so jealous right now. And I'm like, have the dogs? Cabin. 
yeah. And I'm like, have the dogs ever been in the Range Rover? And he's like, no, never. I'm like, what? That's the point of the truck. <laughs> he's like, well, you have a Range Rover. I'm like, he's like, it's mint. I'm like, okay, well, I already know I'm buying it. We got to figure out price, but uh, let me take it for a quick drive. Drove wonderfully not a squeak or rattle similar to your range rover mike where like we have the yeah. only two range rover classics that make no noise i actually think they were built better in the 90s it's crazy then they went way downhill and now i'm sure the new ones are fine again but yeah it's is kind of unbelievable you well, gotta bring not, it out mike we gotta not do the a, first a range rover i've owned but the first range rover classic that i've owned um and just so thrilled with it. It just came about. It was so perfect. The circumstances were great. There was the perfect day outside. Um, I picked up my friend Drew on the way down there. Alyssa, Drew, and I, we all hopped in the e-tron, went up to the mountains south of Denver, and um, there it was. And as soon as I rolled up, I'm like, it's in a garage. You know, it's been in a garage its whole life. It's a Southern California car. It has not a hint of rust anywhere. I yeah, just- that's very important. Just went through the paperwork. Every single service interval in the booklet is filled out. And uh, I found out that one of the long-term owners was a Land Rover salesman. And, oh, cool. And has articles about him being a salesman with this truck in it. So I, I was just browsing, you know, looked up the dude online and found this picture of him with his family in our Range Rover. That's so great. <laughs> Which is that just is fantastic. Yeah. And so everything's been done at like approved shops. It's got 188,000 miles and like brand new thermostat, brand new exhaust with new catalytic converters, everything, not a penny skimped, every oil change to a T all documented. And I'm like, okay, this is a keeper. I don't think I'll ever sell it. I've been, I'm saying that now everything's for sale for the right price. But I'm <laughs> yeah. just, you know, this is a purchase for me and uh V8 3.9 liter, uh, the transmission is my only concern about it, but I already looked up a brand new transmission is like two grand. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, they would, they shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, so I figured if, if a whole replacement's probably five Gs by the time you factor labor and all that stuff, fine, whatever. Um, but it definitely has a one-two clunk. And then that's probably the way they came. <laughs> I mean, it's a real clunk. It's an old car. It, it's fine at wide open throttle. If you do a one-two shift to the floor, it loves it. So I, I mean, maybe you'll get better as it warms up. Maybe it was cold. Uh, I mean, yeah. So I drove it 150 miles yesterday home, uh, cruising at 80 miles an hour down the highway. I sent you a video of that, Mike. It, I it did see sits that. At, yeah. Sits at like 77, like nothing. And Yeah. I mean, even ours straight. does. It's yeah. crazy. Like it'll sit there at 70 miles an hour with traffic. I mean, the motor's a little loud because it's a diesel. Yeah. But it just drives smooth and true. It has the weakest air conditioning I've ever felt, but it does work. It does get cold. Ours does not work. Right. This does, but like I think needs a definite recharge of some kind. Yeah, at least probably. Yeah, and definitely filters. So like it's a project. It seeps a little bit of oil out of the uh, oil pan and oil oil filter I've noticed. Uh, that's so normal. That's, Don't fix it. It's just like, is lo- it, well, it's a little bit more than what i would like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's pre- it's pretty easy if you if you've already found a land rover shop they could probably work on it pretty easily like we have one here the guy's name works on his dock i don't know the exact name of this place but going there it's all a broken jaguars and land I, well rover. that's where i used to take my range rover proper oh that same person yeah oh okay so you already know right where it is yeah yeah it's and he's awesome there's he's some good cars there fair with his pricing and we have a similar like range rover or land rover specialty shop in in denver but then there's like another one in colorado springs which is another hour south and so yeah i figured three hour drive to like a real specialist to just tip to tail run through it let's get it perfect open checkbook make it right and then i can maintain it yep that's what um the prior owner to us having it did when he first bought it he brought it down to doc and had them go through and change all the seals on it and everything. So it's mm-hmm. all resealed. And so ours only leaks a little bit now, not like it was before, apparently, when it was uh, first bought by my colleague. Hmm. And you know what's amazing? Uh, does yours have a sunroof? No. the I don't think uh, the three doors got sunroofs, at least not in Europe, maybe. 
Well, we were test driving it, you know, just like we'll take it around the block and like I know it's going to drive fine, but like let's just drive it around. And it did drive fine. Uh, the brakes, by the way, are incredible in ours. Like you just touch the brake pedal and you're like, Arr! it feels like a <laughs> brand new over-assisted Chevy Silverado brake pedal. Like it's so boosted. It's awesome. Best brakes. In yeah, it's probably brand thing. new. I mean, judging yeah. by the maintenance history, it could have been replaced at some point. But I forgot to te- text you because I was texting you yesterday. Uh, don't test the sunroof just because they're known to break. And if they do, it's really expensive to fix. And I forgot. And then you told me later what you did. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't even me. I, cause I am forever afraid of using sunroofs on old cars yeah. uh, from experience. And it's like, just keep it closed if it's closed. Uh, but then drew, I'm like driving down the road and before I had a chance to say anything, it's like halfway open. I'm like, Oh, don't. I'm like, well, at this point, if it breaks, <laughs> we're going to own it. And it worked. Yeah perfectly and i used it all day today open close open close i just figured if we See, keep cycling it then it'll be good um yeah the track was probably replaced at some point already so yeah like just like in overall condition it's been a driver it's been enjoyed as a range rover should be you know 188,000 miles is, is nothing but most of that mileage was actually done in the first five years and then it just kind of lived an easy life after that with regular maintenance at Land Rover dealers, which I just think like, my goodness, if they must've been so rich and they are so poor now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They can't afford to live in Colorado anymore. That's for sure. Right. Well, it's way before. Yeah. So this was all Southern California. Yeah. And then the dude I bought it from Hugh, his boss gave it to him. Oh, really? I don't know how the boss got it. I don't, I'm not totally like up with the whole story. I'm going to try and track it down because there's been about three or four owners. And, um, and I, and I know, I think I know of three of them. There was like a lady who had it for like 20 years as a collector. She had a whole bunch of stuff, garage kept open checkbook. There was the Land Rover salesman. And then there was the boss of Hugh. So I think that's most of the car's history. And it sounds like everyone cared for it. I think we got so lucky. But he, oh, I think so. Hugh got it from his boss to keep it the cabin in Colorado. He's like, oh, you got a nice spot. Just keep the Range Rover up there, I guess. And then uh, he's like, oh, yeah, just sell it. I don't want it anymore. I don't know. But Hugh had it serviced at a local uh, Denver Land Rover place and um, never really did anything with it. He's like, I just drive it to the post office and back. Never tried low range or anything like that. So I was a little bit nervous uh, putting it in low range for the first time because, like, A, it was either not going to go in and get stuck in neutral or it wasn't going to come out and be stuck in low range yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have to say, cause it's a vacuum operated switch. Um, it worked. So, you, so yours is a switch. Oh no. The, the thing forward. Are, are the lever like ours is, but the, the lever has a vacuum muscle. component to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought you meant. I just wanted to verify. Yeah. It's got the same thing, but the knob actually isn't screwed on. So you, it's like glued on and I popped it oh. off by accident. And it's, <laughs> they have like putty to hold it on. Like someone must yeah. have. It looks fine at least. And, um, you know, I was reading through the owner's manual. They're like, if it hasn't been used in a long time, it could take up to 30 seconds for it to engage. And then with more constant use, it'll free back up. But I put it in low range and boom, instant. And I put yeah. it in high range and boom, instant. I was like, it's, wow. yeah, it's, it's such a smooth shift. Like even it reminds me of our GX, the Lexus yeah. GX, like that thing goes between low and high, super smooth. doesn't make any grinding noises, super easy. And the Land Rover or the Range Rover is exactly the same. I was like, this could be the same system in this yes. thing. It that just works. It was, it's so nice. So yeah, definitely going to bring it in. Just do a tip to tail checkup. It's got yeah. no, no rust crawled all up underneath it. The frame is perfect. Maybe I'll do some sort of like rust prevention stuff or, you know, I got to research how to stop rust. I know not to drive it on our roads in the winter, but I definitely want to keep it for, I could see myself keeping this for years to come. Uh, Drove it over here to do this podcast with you guys today. Uh, Registered on someone else's California plate. I don't know whose it is, um, but I'm just driving it. They can, they can come and give me a ticket for driving it. It's uh, I got to get it registered. (laughs) Or if they're listening to this podcast, you can come give him a ticket. If he's driving (laughs) in California registered. (laughs) Any law officers, please click away now. Uh, (laughs) This is all allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. (laughs) This is just, just hearsay. Yeah, I mean, you just bought it. So, I mean, it, it takes a couple days to go to the DMV, I understand. Right. And, like, banks were closed on Sunday, and Hugh was awesome. He's, like, seen our YouTube stuff. So I just, like, wired him the money. I said, yep, here you go. I wired it to you. He's like, yep, take the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
super cool, just a great down-to-earth guy. His son actually goes to college right up the road here and uh, wants to do some stuff with us. So uh, great connections. Cars always bring cool people together. Anyone that owns a class That's of Range Rover is good in my book. And so um, I'm just so so thrilled with this machine. I took the dogs out in it today, and they, they loved it. Tons I of saw room. the photos. Yep, the back seats fold all the way up. She starts first crank too, not even a long crank, just boom, and she's alive. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I really want to get out there now and drive yours to compare it to to the diesel one here. Drive yours out here. Yeah, got to shoot Ooh. them both. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would drive this across the country in a heartbeat. Wouldn't even think about oh, it. Oh, I think we would. Like, Ben and I totally would drive it across the country. I have no, I believe it would get there. It would just take a while. Yeah, it's pretty insane. to get there. <laughs> and diesel is very expensive. Yeah, so I mean, it might actually be cheaper to tow it on the Lexus and just pay gas. Yes, it would be. <laughs> it would be. And you would save the the wear and tear. You'd have to do an oil change by the time you got here. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's actually due for one now. We have, uh, so we're going to send it over to Doc to get one done here shortly. Send it to Doc. We need a Doc in Fort Collins. I'm going to drive three hours every time my Range Rover breaks. Well, if Ben and I move out there, we're going to need to know where to bring ours. So right. Well, I'll do around. the dirty work and find out first. <laughs> we don't really have any like old British classic uh, shops here in Fort Collins. So That's because all the old British classic cars have rusted to nothing in Colorado. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, so there's no business market for it. Yeah, but just just thrilled with it. And it actually, we got it after. Uh, so I was spent all morning yesterday off-roading in the ZR2, the Colorado ZR2 which is an awesome truck, by the way. And they have yeah. amazing factory suspension. It's like crazy expensive if you were to try and do that on your own car. It's kind of cool. Well, one we have is a zero option ZR2. So it has, Oh, so that's like, cool. It's really sweet. It gives you like heated seats, heated steering wheel, no forward collision warning, no safety sensors anywhere, no, no even parking sensors, just a reversing camera legally mandated. Yeah. And I kind of <laughs> like it because it's like the ultimate, like just base to build a truck on and yeah. the suspension that it comes on. Yeah. Truly incredible. The big fenders in the rear, um, the thing looks the part and it is by far one of the most capable vehicles I've ever taken off road front and rear lockers from the factory. Yeah. Crazy. Four low, huge articulation and just literally walked its way up our hill climb challenge and uh, aced it. It was great. Is that open now? I'm excited to watch yep. that video. Nice. Yep, that'll go up uh, probably later this week or next of uh, Zach's Hill Climb Challenge and that. Sweet. Yeah, thrilled with it. And it's, it had the V6, which is really underpowered at altitude. I think if you could get the diesel, which I think you can get the diesel, you in the can, yeah. too, that would be the truck. Liter. Yep, the Baby Max. <laughs> I wish you could get the straight six diesel in that chassis. Yeah, the new, like, the three-liter one that they have with the yep. Escalade and the Yukon and all that. One of the yeah. best engines of all time. Wow. Yeah, I know you can get it. Well, they make a, a Silverado ZR2 now as yep. well. I don't know too much about it. I think it's new for this model year. Yes. Um, so I'd imagine you can get the diesel in that one. Well, that was just GM typical GM. They said, wow, the Ford Raptor's doing so well. We should do that. And then they totally, like, failed and made something kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, they can't compete with the Raptor, but no, it's, it's a different like, audience. But, but it's like the, the formula's on the table. Just make interesting things. Just do whatever <laughs> Ford's doing. Yeah, at least Chevy's trucks, yeah. trucks look good. Like, we have just... the Raptor 37 coming in a couple weeks, so looking forward to that. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yep. Uh, and then what else? You've, you've driven the Plaid with a circular wheel. Plaid with a circular wheel. Interesting. Awesome. Loved it so much. So I'm not like a yoke hater. I just don't see any benefit the yoke provides. Um, the only argument that kind of makes sense to me is people are like, I can't see the binnacle, the instrument cluster with the round wheel. But then I'm like, eh, that doesn't really get in my way anyway. So not a problem. Um, it's not like worth chopping off half a steering wheel so you can like you know. <laughs> a little bit better view. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty dumb in my opinion. Really dumb. And yeah, everyone that's like a yoke's better than a round wheel. It's just like, no. It, it literally isn't. It's, there's less safety there. There's less things to grab onto. How could it be better other than being dumber? 
Yeah, it, it's it's uh it's interesting. That's why I think so many people are into the yoke. It's different, but in a performance driving standpoint, it's a terrible thing to have, which you found out. Jordan, imagine if I told you this brake pedal is really interesting. What it actually <laughs> does is it accelerates. <laughs> Let's not change things that aren't broken. I don't know. I don't want to be a yoke hater because I'm not. If you like yours on your car, I really don't care what other people do. For me personally, it wasn't the right input to move the car around uh, a circular wheel is better for for what i prefer and tesla also has updated plaid with noise canceling and track mode both of which transform the vehicle it's quiet now track mode is great more regen which means transferring heat away from the terrible brakes and into the battery pack for deceleration <laughs> and shredded it up a back road and just fell in love with the car all over again. For those of you who don't know, I used to own a Model S P100D um, in the same configuration that I drove this Plaid in. And I was like, okay, I kind of really want one. So I actually um, went on to Tesla after editing that video and um, yeah, ordered one. So here's my Model S order in the page. I was going to guess, <laughs> I was going to ask you actually, because I saw the post of the little uh, no, hedgehog Yes. Well, I didn't really. So it's like so Kyle ordered something. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm fifty-fifty on whether or not I'll take delivery. Um, yeah, it's a hundred bucks or two hundred fifty dollar deposit. Yeah. Right. I need a car because I've been saying we're selling our Model Three for like a month now, and I have not signed the paperwork yet. So I got to do that. Oh my gosh, you haven't signed it yet. Well, because I want to film some videos with it. So I, <laughs> you're gonna revoke it? No, I'm kind of worried they will. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they revoke it, we'll just keep it. But either way, I need a car. I don't want to drive the Model 3 every day anymore. It's kind of getting old and crunchy. And Yeah, um, you don't want to drive the Range Rover every day. No, not Range Rover comes out special at least once a week. I want to keep it being driven. Yeah, of course, yeah. but it's not a daily driver. No, and, and we're going to offer the Range Rover and do stuff uh, for its intended purpose. But, you know, not a daily. Like the air, like on a hot day, I'm not driving that thing. They, yeah. they sucks, you know what I mean? Um, ben claims he's going to drive ours, but I don't think so. Yeah, so mm, not even today. I was just like, okay, whatever this is is my limit, and it was like seventy-eight, and I'm like, okay, this thing's gonna stay perched. <laughs> um, so I need a car, and he here's my dilemma. Uh, I really want a Rivian R1T, so I've been like trying to figure out a way to get one. Uh, but it everyone wants like way a ridiculous amount over sticker because they can get it and fair fair enough to them. And I, it's not like you can really just skip the Rivian line, I don't think. So, oh, is that yours? I didn't order it, but I built one and I'm debating placing a deposit again. I heard someone placed an order three weeks ago and then just got their truck. Yeah, I've seen a few people who placed it within like the past month. So it must have been like similar to a canceled order, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. But so I, I think know. I might so just tempting. place an order for one and hope I get lucky. Maybe like Rivian yeah. will see my name and be like, oh, that guy is good for business because he makes YouTube videos. <laughs> or I could be really bad for business if you give me a crappy truck. So, you know, <laughs> could go either way. I'll share whatever happens. Anyway, that's like that's my preferred find a Rivian because it'll do well for content, comfortable truck. I, I kind of want a truck anyway. And so that works well. Option yep. two, which is coming regardless, is the Taycan GTS Sport Turismo. Now, before the GTS Sport Turismo came around, I actually placed an order for a Cross Turismo. And it was like, okay, it's only three or four months away. And then they launched the GTS Sport Turismo. I said, I don't want that car anymore. I only want the good wagon, the one without the wagon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then they were like, okay, well, that's a totally different allocation, and we don't know when we're going to get those. And I'm like, I don't really need a car. I'll wait for – because that's such a special car to me. Again, another type keeper. I was one of the first ones outside of Porsche to drive the Cross Turismo yeah. um, and just kind of really want a wagon type on. That's all me. And then it's like, okay, well, I definitely won't be able to even order the car with an allocation for another few months would be my guess. And then we're so close to the refresh of the Taycan. And if it's like, if it's going to be a keeper, I kind of want all the new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Keep finding a reason to just push back a little. I know. More. And it kills me because I really want it. But, you know, I whatever. Know. and then I'm just like, well, I, I need a car in the midst of all of this. So what could I buy that would do well for the channels that fits my needs? That's, you know, fun and electric has to be electric um, for, yeah. for me personally, the daily drive an electric car. 
And honestly, after driving that Model S Plaid, I'm like, this is the car. It's so good. I could see that. I was actually surprised you didn't order one originally. I was like, when I first saw the Plaid, I was like, that's got Kyle written all over it. Black, white interior. Yep. And I skipped the wheels because he doesn't need them. Well, I'd get Martian wheels. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you don't need to spend $4,500. That's a, a waste. I uh, will just get the aero wheels, have the range spec, do the range <laughs> test, do all the stuff, and then put Martians on and never look back, and then get some suspension lowering links so it can sit on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so I was surprised it took you this long. When I saw that post of that order, I was like, it has to be a plaid. There's no yeah. way Kyle didn't order. Uh, he wouldn't order a Model Y. So. No. So th then it's just like, okay, well, maybe I'll find a Rivian before the plaid comes in. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. And, and so it's all a moving thing. But at least now I have a car that can come. They say delivery next month. So, oh, for really for the plaids? Yeah, they say estimated June, June delivery, June to August. Yeah. And I know I can push tests because I know how the stuff works. I'll just find a matching VIN and send it over to me. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's, that's I, used, I worked there for a number of years. Yeah. I think I got the system figured out. Um, <laughs> so just like, and then like, am I ever going to get hurt on that car? The answer is probably not. Yeah, I mean, the markets come down a little bit on them, but still, I mean, it's all Teslas hold their value like crazy. I mean, even if it costs me, because I'll get a $2,500 state thing, which will offset some of the taxes. We have really yeah. high taxes here, <laughs> yeah. like 7 or 8%. Um, so it's going to be, you know, nine grand to register it. Oh my gosh. Something you should just register it in North Carolina, 3%. I know. Well, we're technically Colorado's 3%, but then our town. So what we really need uh, to do is buy like the smallest piece of land in the next town up where a, you don't have to do emissions, which is great for like our suburban. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. And B, you don't have to uh, pay a city tax. Oh, okay. It's like a lot of times in Connecticut do that. Yep. It's the same thing as like the Valerum. So yeah, they're all moving parts, but it's like if this Model 3 is going, Alyssa has her e-tron. We have a lot of yep. cars, but we don't have like, what if I just like need to go to LA, which happens a lot. Like I just need to hop in something comfortable that I can get out there. Yeah. You don't want to fly. Right. And uh, yeah, a lot of times the flight schedules just don't work out. Yeah, or we have to bring gear or people or the dogs or I don't know. And a Model S can just do everything. So I ordered one. I don't know if I'll take delivery. It was $250 non-refundable, but that at least buys me optionality for when if Tesla says, hey, the car comes in and I'm like this close to work in a Rivian deal with someone somehow, I'll just delay the Tesla until that's solidified and dump it. Or Yeah, I mean, the Rivian idea is cool because if you order the one in the right spec, like pick the colors that are in production or popular. Apparently like the black interior is pretty much the only thing being delivered right now. I saw someone like, get a forest green interior, which I would Yeah. Want. So I was going to say black and forest green, the white or ocean coast is not been delivered at all yet. I think they pushed it back, which is the one I really want. So then yeah, that's I mean, the thing. It's like the Rivian would be purely a business decision because yeah. Yeah, that would be well for you more for you. Right. But like the Rivian's not, it wouldn't be the spec I want. And I want the big battery. Yeah, anyway. at that point. Oh, so, you want the, like the max pack, the big one. Well, yeah. we're gonna. If anyone's gonna use it, it's gonna be us. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> so you and wouldn't so, do the the standard pack. Well, yeah. So it would be Rivian number one, which we would then have to upgrade to Rivian number two, and then you know we also have to factor in our good friend Will right up the street has a Rivian. So what are we really giving up? Oh uh, yeah. That's you know, true. we we still have a truck we you can film one. with. Um, yeah. it, but it is an annoyance to him. Like he, we got to coordinate. We got, it's not as easy as just yeah, the definitely. truck downstairs. Um, and then the other option is, do I just get a Tycon cross Turismo one available on the lot to hold me over until one of these comes over? And so I think the answer is, I already know I'm getting a Tycon GTS sport Turismo at some point in the future. I don't need that same experience twice. I'd rather diversify. And so that, that's what, you know, I literally woke up in the morning, watched that video when it went on YouTube. I'm like, I was really happy. And then just like ordered it. And I, <laughs> then I thought to myself like, wow, I just really ordered that. Why did I do that? And <laughs> I've done that before. Now I'm just trying to rationalize it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the logic checks out, but yeah. I mean, after I saw Logan's 
Tycon, which is a cross trisnome, but he wrapped over the black fenders. So now it looks, now it's all body colored and they even look really good because it's kind of like the, the BMW cars that have the little lip around the, Got a little aggressive lip. Yeah. It's, it's so good. And he has the lowering, whatever you call them to, to make it sit a little bit lower. So it's, I was like, Oh, I really like that. Dang. Um, still love GTS sport trisnome, but I, Really like the crossfit now. Um, so would you? You would probably circular wheel the plaid, right? Yeah, I would do whatever Ryan had with the software stuff. I don't think normal people like you can't just buy that off the shelf at the moment. I know they're working out deals with different companies to offer it. Um, yeah. Ryan's just a really good friend, and he would hook it up. Um, so did that add on the stocks back too? Well, you can do it with or without stocks. I would do it okay. just like him: stocks, round wheel. Yep. Yeah. Nice. The stocks are way better. That's like the biggest change because yeah. they don't have to look for your stupid turn signal. Yeah. <laughs> People like it. It's just not for me. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and then it's just like you sit in that thing and then you nail it and you're like, whoa. And then like now it can actually like go around corners sideways. It's still not as sharp or as grown up as a Tycon or an Etron GT. It definitely is. It's an old chassis adapted to, you know, like mm. way overpowered. And way the brakes are a bit, a bit weak. Yeah, but Mountain Pass makes an upgrade braking yeah. kit that I would do instantly. Yeah. Um, so it's not like the car comes perfect out of the box, but I like tinkering. We put big yeah. brakes on it. That's a video that'll pay for yeah. the brakes. You know, yeah. things like that will you know work out. Or maybe Mountain Pass wants to do an ad deal. I don't know. But there's there's opportunities here to make content that's relevant with the plaid. Yeah. Um, yep. And so that's that's what has my interest. If I can buy it, we can offset some of the cost with. And I'm not like. You guys know I'm not like big into numbers. I'm I don't need to rationalize it from a financial perspective. Because I'm really bad with that stuff. I'm just like let's get it. <laughs> but I can rationalize it where we can make content with it to offset the depreciation, uh, if not pay for the whole car if we do enough stuff with it. And so that's yeah. you know worth it. Yeah. Uh, and then Etron that just happened. Um, oh my goodness yeah we just bought an audi e-tron it's like we need to slow down over here what's going you're on you're gonna forget what you've owned you're like oh my god well, i forgot I that i owned my police car my crown vic i was driving around the town <laughs> in north carolina i'm like oh my god there's my car and it hasn't moved <laughs> just sitting there on the flat tires <laughs> the tires are destroyed um, that's great yeah so so i think we have seven cars right now something like that seven or eight yeah. cars and well, the Etron is a list for is a listless car. Like that'll be what she's going to use to drive the dogs around or do her daily stuff or whatever. Like she, does. she had been primarily using the Model Three and would mm-hmm. get annoyed whenever I would take it for something, and then she's driving the yeah. Smart or stuck in the Sprinter, which honestly is not an easy vehicle to drive. <laughs> Ten thousand pound underpowered Sprinter, uh, you know, Winnebago Revel, yeah. and um, you know, she we just like came to the conclusion where. She's doing enough driving to just not have an interruption in what she drives. She likes to have one car. She likes to have something nice. And we looked at Model X, BMW iX, e-tron, um, and those were sort of the electric SUVs. She's on the electric thing. She wouldn't drive anything with gas again. And um, e-tron was 30, 25 or 30 grand cheaper than the iX. I think about mm-hmm. 20 grand cheaper. Uh, she nicks the IX from looks, but I think I could have gotten her over it if I pushed to it. But then it's like, how do you find one? Are they available at sticker? Yeah. Um, you know, is it the right spec? We would only get it in black to hide the grill. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like I kind of want the good sound system and the stuff. So then it gets really expensive. Um, <laughs> and it's like not that great of a car. And it's going to depreciate like a tank. We just know yeah. that thing is just going to drop to the floor. So it would have been a really bad financial decision to buy one of those. E-trons have actually come up with the market, which means there's enough interest to keep them relevant. And we got the right spec, a prestige. We paid a lot. We paid all the money for it. We didn't get an amazing, you know, a year ago, this car would have been 55 grand, 50 to 55 grand. We paid 65 for it. Um, yeah. And you guys talked about buying one when you lived here. Yeah, still. we should have. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Right. And but you know, at the end of the day, we can't make the car market go lower. She needs a car, yeah, everything's expensive. So we yeah. just went with the car that worked for her. And you know, maybe we gotta eat ten grand, you know, whatever it is, but like now she has a car that she's happy with that charges really well, 150 kilowatts yeah. to eighty percent. We drove it across the country, videos coming on that. 
um, and just truly are uh, enjoying that car. It's so quiet, so comfortable, big massaging seats. We took it to get the Range Rover and just getting into that car uh, to like run an errand of like 150 miles was the most relaxing thing. <laughs> you know, had it charged to 60% or something like that is what it had left in the, the tank in the battery pack. Went down to Denver, charged it up, picked up Drew, and she was able to do the whole thing down to South Denver and back to Fort Collins. Highway speeds, floating over the bumps. Love it. Really do. And it's the right car for us to just to have an electric SUV that we can do daily stuff with. And so the thing is, uh, if we did everything together, that would be all we would need. But we live separate lives, obviously. And so that's why I need to get something else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love my Utron, so I was happy to see you bought another one. Yeah. And we could have just bought a new one for what we paid, a new base one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, we really felt strongly that we wanted the options. We wanted the massaging seats and all the new ones we could find were over sticker. Uh, we considered an e-tron s with the tri-motor um but a lot of money and uh no massaging seats oh with the good seats yeah with the sporty seats right so we just made the decision we got a cpo five-year unlimited mileage warranty uh from 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 in service date uh battery packs eight-year warranty of course and we're just going to drive it and not think about it and we'll have it for a couple years as just the 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 dog hauler if you will Perfect. Yeah. We're having a cage custom made for the back of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you can throw the dogs the dog. in the back and they don't jump over. Yeah, because especially like, I don't know, we have such crazy driving around here. Dog safety has been much more of a concern. Also for us, like yeah. you don't want a dog flying in the back of you. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have an area. It's got rear air vents for them and everything. So she's she's measuring it out now actually to have this company. They're doing like an ad deal thing. It's not even going to cost us anything. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so... I'm like, yeah, whatever. Do do it. It's your car. If you're doing the thing, you make the video and whatever. Yeah, it's a good looking car. Kyle and Alyssa met me in my hometown in Missouri on their way west, and I was driving east, and we just happened to cross paths there. And that thing rolled up, and I was like, ooh, that's nice. <laughs> it's like the only electric car I saw for miles. <laughs> yes, that was true. <laughs> Kyle's like, is there a little too charger nearby? And I'm like, no, not here. <laughs> uh, but we made it there. It was no problem. There's an yeah. EA station not far away. Yeah, Boonville. Yeah. Yep. So, and so one other. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, no. I was just going to ask Jordan about a car that he was driving, but you can finish your thought. Uh, I was going to talk about the Cayenne plug-in, so go ahead. Oh, yeah, I forgot you drove that, actually. Yep. Um, Jordan, I was going to ask you about your i4 M50 experience. Right, yes. Because you have driven that, and I know you drove the base i4, too, right? Um, nope. We or was that also an M50? M50? Oh, okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember. My yeah. question was centered around which one do you think's better, but... <laughs> I I because <laughs> I just think I the would, base one for sixty grand or back to sixty good, grand is a really good deal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If you're like, I don't know why you would necessarily compare it to Tesla, but everyone does, so I did, and it like, I don't know, it compared to a Model Three, it was just like this is next level, you know, BMW interior. It's just nice, um, and so many things about that car are solid, and the lift back. I mean that. I didn't realize how much I love having a lift back trunk instead of just a trunk opening with a static. Best window. part of the Model S. Exactly. So this felt like almost like an, a, a slightly cheaper way to get into a Model S type experience. It's not quite the same, not quite as luxuriously driving. I mean, this only had rear air suspension, which still helps. Like it was amazing how the different dampening really made mm-hmm. a difference when you jump between sport and comfort mode. Um, but I really do like the i4 and that was kind of the thing it was like, I didn't expect to like it as much because just subconsciously I was like, well, it's not a bespoke platform. It wasn't designed for, you know, electrification specifically. So it's going to be mediocre, you know, trying to be too many things, but it's actually a really good EV. Now you have some issues with that, such as the pointless transmission tunnel that just kills leg, leg room <laughs> in the rear. Um, but you know, it's, it's part of it. So I think it works. I love it. I brought it to Costco, put a giant subwoofer in the back. Like it all fit just barely, like 
half a centimeter, but it fit. I was like, there's no way. And then it, I literally sat my phone down to film it just to watch me fail. And it actually fit. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Took some friends in it. We had it on Star Wars Day. And I was like, all right, let's go take the starship out. And just, you know, the, the cheesy, but I kind of like the Hans Zimmer sounds. It's just a different approach. So I was going to say, watching your video with the sport sounds or whatever it is that BMW has, iconic sound. I yeah. hated it. Yep, <laughs> I, I would not check it anymore after watching the video. I just thought it was a little too much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Um, I feel like in sporty driving, it was fun. But if you're a type of person who wants to leave it in sport mode all the time, you would get so tired of it. Fortunately, you can turn them off. Um, I like the amount of sound they pumped in for comfort eco mode because it's way softer. It's just like very in the background. Um, but it just didn't annoy me as much as some other cars. It's still not great. Like I prefer the Rivian's raw, natural four motor whining sound. That's just perfection. Um, but this is it's it's a different approach. And and Hans Zimmer is committed to making more sounds, so you'll have like DLCs you could just download in future for years, money is, for cost. Yeah, yeah. three hundred dollars new track drop. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like kid, back in my day, we paid ninety nine cents for a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. But like the car, didn't have a chance to drive it, and so yeah, yeah I want to no, drive. You driving a Cayenne. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to drive the 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 forty, the the smaller rear wheel drive. Smaller yeah, we gotta find some owners drive. with them. Yeah. So yeah, I'll you'll never that. comment in a fresh fleet. I can't but, find a video, single video of it on YouTube. I've looked. Wow. <laughs> they yeah. all have it. Well, I'll make that a priority to go find them, do the range charging tests on everything and all that yeah. stuff. Get driving impressions on them too. Yeah. So Kyle, how's the Cayenne plug-in hybrid? I had a Cayenne. PHEV base coupe, nice. uh, which I wasn't excited about the coupe part. I like the boxy one, <laughs> uh, but like uh, one hell of a drivetrain, one hell of a drivetrain. I drove that thing so hard up in the hills and it took it like a champ and ripped the shifts, even though it was a torque converter automatic and could do 27 miles, all electric, something like that. Really great range. Pretty impressive. Um, yeah. Yep. And just, loved having a high riding position uh i've made a couple videos with it that won't go up for a little bit just because um yeah we're just trying to space content out a little bit more but um loved it great electric modes the pedal is really nice i can't it would take me five minutes to explain the pedal probably took me an hour in the video knowing me, <laughs> uh, how long it you know to explain the accelerator pedal and just ripped and it, but like drove comfortably it does everything a cayenne needed to do it did i just wish it was the boxy one and yeah. no reason to get a faster one like if that was the only one on sale or if they called that the s people would believe it but it was just the base and then they have like an s plug-in hybrid and the turbo plug-in hybrid the turbo it. wow yeah i really want to drive that so with the electric component i mean um can you do like tops or what's the top speed you can do? Or if you kick it down, will it pump in the engine again? Yeah. If both. you try to drive it electric mode. Uh, so no. Okay. So top speed in electrics, 84, okay. um, which is pretty good. More than you would need. I was yeah. like passing people. Cause I was like oh, yeah. max electric mode, charging it whenever possible. It only yeah. had a 3.6 kilowatt onboard charger, but you can mm. option the 7.2, which I kind of think they should have for a press car, but that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, really needed the faster onboard charger. Cause I was like trying to do a whole bunch of range tests and performance and you need the battery topped up to get the max out of it. So I was like, all right, as soon as it would die, I'd like run the combustion engine in sport plus to fast charge the battery pack, um, which was a little bit annoying, but, uh, so the way it works is when you lock it in electric mode, you basically, they limit the amount of accelerator pedal travel you have. So rather than most plug-in hybrids that, basically say all of the accelerator pedal input is now geared towards uh, electric driving. And then just at the end, there's that little kick down switch, which will turn the combustion engine on at wide open throttle because you're to the floor. Porsche said, no, that's dumb. I totally agree. And they just said, well, you're only able to use a portion of the total system horsepower. So we're only going to let you use a portion of the accelerator pedal. So they actually have a plunger that pops out of the back of the accelerator pedal that stops it from moving. 
And then if you need to push past whatever it can do in electric mode, you can push the plunger and then the combustion engine starts up naturally. It only applies that extra little bit of power. It's not waking up and going, oh my God, you're at the kickdown switch, which is terrible for it and really unnatural. And so I thought that their integration of the combustion engine was better than any plug-in hybrid I've ever driven. And so I made a whole video about their accelerator pedal. Love it. Which no one's probably the first video ever made about their accelerator pedal. Yeah, but (laughs) a lot of engineering went into it. They'll be happy. Yeah, I think they will be. But you know, again, only nerds will watch it, and like not even the EV (laughs) nerds, like the plug-in hybrid nerds, which is like three people. But it's so good and really loved it because they try and maximize the amount of time you're in electric mode. And when you go to combustion driving or standard hybrid mode, it's very progressive, very smooth, not jarring, and will make the components last longer. Wow. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, at the end there. I would have a plug-in hybrid Cayenne. Probably not a Panamera, but a Cayenne I would have. Yeah, I agree. I'm not really into the Panamera thing. I've done, I've owned owned them briefly. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, then I got over it. Yeah. No, I'm all about the Cayenne. I mean, I've spent time looking at first gen Cayennes just as like a winter beater. I was like, this would be, this would be sweet. Um, But I love the new one too. And plug in hybrid. Like a facelifted first gen Cayenne GTS manual. Holy grail. Yep. Yeah. Whole, literally see, holy grail money nowadays. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, every you look for a Porsche, you just toggle facelift, and that's what you'll want in your Tycon Sport yeah, GTS. That's Sport the GTS. thing. That's why I'm like, I'll just wait. <laughs> it's yeah, not no like I can get one now anyway. <laughs> yeah. No one wants the pre facelift. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get cars, some cars for the channel that will cycle through, and some cars that, you know, I would really like to have for the long haul. Yeah. And, uh, you know, build up a little, not Shmi style, but very modest collection. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, need a right. collection of supercars. I want a collection of like 2008 Jag XJs. Yes, R. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 01 XKR Coupe. Yes. Yes. Where people see the collection, they're like, oh, he has actual like enthusiast taste. Or they would be like, why do you have so many crappy cars? <laughs> <laughs> General out. traffic from the early 2000s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's my era is like 2000 <laughs> to 2015, right? Will always be the golden age of, of automotive for me. And then there's a, yeah. this second wave of now all the early electric stuff that I'll one day want to have an Ionic 5 in the garage forever, you know, an ID4, <laughs> because those cars really meant a lot to our business. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's good. And I, I um there's a there's an electric car that was made in Colorado in the seventies that I want to track them down. Oh, do I a know video. this. Yeah. Um the uh a kid is collecting them, I think. And really? I yeah, I why haven't you done a story with him? I just found out. So I'm oh. tracking him down to because yeah. we need to do something because <laughs> yeah. it's too cool. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was like ahead of its time. It, it tanked horribly, but now it's a cool thing to look at as a relic of the past. I never heard of it. Yeah, built in Colorado. I was like, this is great. Hey, Jordan, um, you did some charging testing with the i4, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, How'd it go? Good. Very, very... I, I need to look at like the actual curve comparison to a Tesla, but I just like a Tesla, an hour is your to full, basically. Right. Like, oh, yeah. When did really... it taper off max, though? Um, I think it was... I need to rewatch the clip. That was like weeks okay. ago at this point, <laughs> but it was, it, it held it fairly well and it did 200. And I saw 207 kilowatts, which it only claims to do 200. Yeah. So that but was, was that great. 207 through the plug or into the battery? Uh, through the plug. Oh, well the, the car shows, it doesn't show the number. It just shows a scale from zero to 210. What? It's so dumb. The car display <laughs> shows this beautiful animation, but not the actual number. Even if you just, go deep in the menus, yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. I just, it's just it, the driver display is taken over by this graphic where you would normally see a number and it just shows a bar that's filled in between zero and 210. So it looked like it was, it was over 200, but it like, I couldn't tell where exactly it was. So it was probably showing because cars can measure in two places. It can measure mm-hmm. what's going into the battery pack or what's coming in through the inlet. Yeah. Pipe the the plug, and yeah. my guess is it was doing 207 kilowatts 
uh, that's what the charger displayed, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, and, and I bet the car was running pumps, fans, cooling, and that probably was six or seven kilowatts worth of power. Yeah. Uh, and then there's always some losses internally in the car too. So my guess and is he, it was 200 peak to the battery pack. But yeah. And, uh, and no, he, you didn't have any OBD data on it, did you? No. Okay. Um, but any any cooling it was doing was extremely quiet. Like I was, you know, maybe it was PTSD, but I was expecting like overheating of some sort. Which I guess that was just Rivian. Doesn't mean everything does it. But I was like, oh my god, is it going to like overheat and melt the unplugged? Like, but no, it just sailed through. It held um, high charging for quite a while. And but the how taper, do you know it didn't overheat when it tapered? I don't know. Like it, it held it so much longer than I thought it would. And even at 97%, it was still pulling like 60. What? Or 40. I don't know. No, it held, it was so good. That would be pretty insane. I was, I was floored at how high it was holding. Well, so it's holding that high, but it's still an hour to full. Yeah. So that means maybe, maybe it did actually overheat a little bit in the beginning. BMW actually publishes the ideal charging curve. So you can actually take a look at what you got in the real world against what they say the car should do. Yeah. So So I'll do that. I'll do the analysis, but I got to look at, I haven't looked at the data yet. Yeah. Um, I just found like a clip of video on my phone, but um, so at 30% it's done 165 kilowatts. Again, this is what based on what the charger says. Right. So I would love to know if you went back to that charger at 30% with a little bit cooler battery pack, if it would go to 165 or if it would shoot higher. Yeah. Because then we would know if you were overheating or not. Um, yeah. So at 98%, it was at 30 kilowatts. That's amazing. But yeah. <laughs> so impressive. And you didn't have the setting for fan quiet, right? Because there is that setting. Nope. I, yeah. I made sure to turn that off. Yeah, I, yeah, this was the last thing I did. So I had already done the iDrive eight deep dive. I was like, Which no super one was familiar. In, by the way, I don't know why. Yeah. But, like, well, okay. Are, a lot of, been, go ahead. A lot of people have asked for it, but that is not representative of who actually watches the videos. Right. Like all the people who asked for it got what they wanted, but that's like ten people. Right. <laughs> and it's just like tanked. The video just hit the floor. We're like actually yeah, no, hurting no, no. the channel by posting that video. <laughs> I don't understand it. So infotainment reviews don't do well. Hogbacks don't do well. I think the hogbacks should be shorter. I think um, there needs to be a different a different <laughs> okay. solution there. But okay, we gotta explore. We'll we gotta out. optimize. Yeah. 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 But yeah. No, I mean that's we've been driving a lot, buying a lot. <laughs> oh, I, I drove something else too that I wanted to talk about. Oh, Ben's Tycon, his rear wheel drive. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Basically, Mike's partner's car. Yeah. And. <laughs> uh, at the track did a full drifting day with it which was amazing small battery rear wheel drive base tycon and it was freaking mega can't wait to post that video also did a range test also did a charging test so got the stuff that we needed out of it did um not massive range but really windy but still beat epa in tycon fashion even in the worst of conditions and the charging was hugely impressive nice Yep. So Makes standard sense. battery Tycon's all you need, in my opinion. That, I, I agree. Love that. That's all I'd want. Yeah. Well, Don't that's all you it. got there, Mike. <laughs> 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 Never sell it, but when you do, hit me up. But just uh, one hell of a of a update since last podcast that I was on. We've done so much. I've done probably 7,000 miles of driving since our last probably. podcast. <laughs> and in tons of different cars from F-150s to e-trons to classic Range Rovers, got to see Mike and Ben, got to see you, Jordan, on your road trip. And um, just a, a, a crazy last seven days. Yeah, it's been a good time. Lots more to come. So, well, thanks everyone for tuning in, hanging out with all of our car explorations, and we'll see you on another episode very soon. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.